Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 929, and we're looking at Mark chapter 2, verses 18 to 22. Let's read our passage. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. People came and asked him, Why do John's disciples and the Pharisees' disciples fast? but your disciples do not fast. Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot fast while the groom is with them, can they? As long as they have the groom with them, they cannot fast. But the time will come when the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast on that day. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the new patch pulls away from the old cloth, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost as well as the skins. No, new wine is put into fresh wineskins. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark has given us the beginning of Jesus' ministry. It started with John the Baptist. John coming with his baptism of repentance, proclaiming the coming of the one to follow. Then we have, after John's arrest, the beginning of Jesus's public ministry. Jesus was traveling throughout Galilee, preaching the good news of God. As he traveled around, he was teaching and healing. Then we got to a section where he started having some opposition. Started in Capernaum, where Jesus healed the paralyzed man. This is where he was in the house. They lowered the man through the hole in the roof, and Jesus pronounced his sins forgiven. The scribes took issue with this, and Jesus said, well, to show you I have the power to forgive sins, he healed the man in front of them. Then he called Levi, the tax collector, as a follower. And then he went and ate with tax collectors and sinners. And the scribes, who were Pharisees, took great issue with this. Now we have more questioning and opposition. We pick it up in chapter 2, verse 18. Now, John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. The tense of this verb kind of suggests an ongoing action, so it's more of a sense of they were in the practice of fasting, not so much they were in the midst of fasting, but they fasted regularly. Now, what about fasting? Fasting is where you go for a period of time without food, and it's meant as a time of religious focus, to focus on what God is doing. Now, the only really prescribed fast in the Old Testament is the Day of Atonement, that day once a year when the high priest would take the blood of the sacrifice in behind the inner curtain in the temple and sprinkle the blood at the mercy seat to pay for the sins, to atone for the sins of the people. And the people all fasted in preparation for this. So it was a time of preparation for the atonement of their sins. Now, several fasts were late added in. Zechariah mentions four fasts throughout the year, but that was much later. And then other fasts were more personal in nature. You fast maybe as a time of mourning, self-consecration, just examples of, of your own desire to be closer to God. But fasts were not required much. However, the Pharisees, who were very intentional about being very precise in following the rules and being religious, they 
fasted twice a week. Every Monday and Thursday they fasted. Apparently the disciples of John the Baptist were also in the habit of regular fasting. Did they do the same thing as the Pharisees? Maybe, since they're lumped together here with a question of why don't Jesus' disciples fast like they do, or it may just be that they both had regular fasts, not necessarily the same, but here you have all these really religious people doing this fasting. Why doesn't Jesus' disciples regularly fast? Verse 19, Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot fast while the groom is with them, can they? As long as they have the groom with them, they cannot fast. We use the metaphor of a wedding feast. A wedding feast is a several day long celebration that has to do with a wedding. But he's saying that, you know, the wedding celebration, that's a time for celebration, a time for joy. It's not a time for fasting. Fasting is a time to be very somber. Wedding celebration is a time for great celebration. So he says it would be inappropriate to fast at this time. Now, it's pretty apparent he is using this metaphor with himself as the bridegroom and the people around him as the guests of the wedding. But they probably are not associating this with any kind of Messiah thinking. The idea of the Messiah as the bridegroom, that's really a New Testament picture. So they wouldn't see that. that It would go right over their heads. We see it now because we've seen the whole New Testament. We see the idea of the wedding banquet with the bridegroom and the church as the bride of Christ. But they wouldn't have seen that at all. So they miss that. They get get the idea of it's not a time for fasting. It's a time for celebration. Then verse 20, but the time will come when the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast on that day. And again, we see this as they talking about his death. They wouldn't have got that at all. They would say, okay, well, maybe there's a time he won't be with us, and we won't be able to celebrate like this. So that will be then a time for fasting. The idea this is a prediction of his death, they wouldn't have seen that. But now, looking back, we see that. And he has these two parables. Verse 21 No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the new patch pulls away from the old cloth, and a worse tear is made. The idea here is that old cloth has already shrunk. New cloth hasn't shrunk yet. So if you have old cloth that has shrunk, and you get a tear in it, and you sew new cloth on it, when the new cloth then shrinks, it's going to make the tear actually worse. You don't do that. You would put old cloth on old cloth, new cloth on new cloth. Then verse 22, And no one puts new wine into an old wine skins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost as well as the skins. No, new wine is put into fresh wine skins. Well, the idea here is that a new wine skin has elasticity. Old wine skins have lost that elasticity. And new wine is freshly fermenting, producing gas, expanding. So if you put new wine into an old wineskin, as the wine expands from the fermentation, it's going to break the non-expandable wineskin. So you only put new wine into a new wineskin. Now what's he getting at with these two parables? This old and new. He's not saying the old is bad and the new is better. 
He's just saying that the old is old and has been replaced by the new. And the comparison here is Judaism to what we would understand as Christianity following Christ. That Christianity, being a follower of Christ, the gospel has replaced the ritual of Judaism. Because what's their point is, why aren't you following the fasting rules that we follow as faithful Jews, as very religious Jews? He's saying, because that has all passed away. That's the old stuff. The new stuff is not somber religion. It is joy of knowing God through Christ. And so that has replaced the old. Does that mean fasting is no longer of any use? No. There's other places in the New Testament talk about fasting, but never as a requirement. Only as something that somebody does when they themselves feel that need to engage in a fast. And the purpose of fasting is not religion. The purpose of fasting is to set aside normal food for a period of intense prayer to get closer to God. So the new has replaced the old. The new, following Christ. The old, the ritual of Judaism. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Mark 